the open seas. It's a pirate's life for me. I'll tie you to the mizzen mast. Cause it's a podcast. Go for the bro down. Let's go for the bro down. Seconds ago, yeah, finish your drink. We got two tickets to the Justice League. Amazons and hunks from the sea. Boy, that was a bad movie. <laughs> the script wasn't trying to be funny. Avalon Theater, so it wasn't much money. And we didn't have to stand in line. We didn't have to wait in line. Bleed in line. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Gary Butterfield. I'd like to welcome you to Teenage Dirtbags. With me, as always, uh, the apple of my eye. Braden Cameron. Hi! It's so nice to hear your voice again, Gary Butterfield. It's, we're back, baby! <laughs> Week number two. Well, I guess three. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yep, it's the second episode of season four, where things get hot. And heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for the... I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's time for the... I don't know! I, I don't know! I don't know. Uh, Braden. Yes. This week, we're breaking, you know, usually in our long and storied career. Yeah. We've tended to do songs that are about two decades before when we record. Yeah. I mean, occasionally something in particular comes out that's great. Keeping the Faith by uh, Billy Joel comes to mind. Yeah. When it was modern, we yeah. had to do it. We but had most of the time in the 80s, we spent a lot of time doing 60s videos. And those videos are really boring. So yeah, one I, of the reasons why we haven't released the, re-released those episodes. Yeah. I mean, it's a, a lot of just Dick Clark talking. and Yeah. <laughs> Dick Clark introducing four white guys in white suits. Exactly. Uh, for the White Hour on uh, on, on primetime TV. Um but every once in a while, we have to do something modern. Yeah. You know, we usually do 90s, but we're doing something hot off the presses. Something will catch our eye. Fall of 2017. Mm. This, this is the October 2017. This is a new, new fucking song. We're talking, of course, about the second single from John Mouse's uh, Screen Memories album, Touchdown. What is the first single? Uh, that is a song called The Combine. Oh, oh I see. I see. That, uh, Go as far for as I the can... Combine. <laughs> Go for the Combine. As far as, it does talk about uh, the kind like I, I'm not totally convinced that it's not about Half-Life. Because <laughs> <laughs> similar to, uh, to this song, mm-hmm. it's got, uh, you know, uh, only a few lyrics. Yeah. And it's just, you know, I see the Combine coming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So it's just, uh, and this actually might be the third single now I think about it, because I think Teenage Witch uh-huh. uh, might have been the second single. Go for the Teen Witch. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Teen Witch. Yeah. During uh, Teenage Witch, he starts talking about, he talks about starting a fire for, for the icy titty. Oh. So, <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah, well, uh, as we've mentioned before, that can be a cold part of a witch's body. It's probably the coldest part of a witch's body. I mean, presumably, it's at least the part that everyone talks about being cold. But maybe no one like gets around to anywhere yeah. else. They get to the boob and they're they get to second base and they're like, and ah, why would you? That's I'm when out. you stop. You just you just you just go like I got a double, you know. <laughs> just uh, like I'm, gonna, you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop while I'm ahead. Yeah, if if you were to continue like like a, a witch's hip, yeah, like that's like dry ice. Like it's so cold, it's hot. 
<laughs> burn your hand if you yeah. try to slow dance you with your... Griselda. I feel like that's one of those like moisture in your hand would instantly freeze and then it burns and like, oh, yeah. that sort of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Yeah. No uh, which which anatomy is extremely like you know uh in in a Christmas story, the original draft had the little brother licking a witch's tit. And getting his tongue stuck on it, and then all the teen, all the teens and kids making fun of him. It was even that. worse. It was a witch's tit during Christmas, like even yeah. colder than normal. Oh, Merry Titmus, <laughs> <laughs> children! It's time for the coldest of the winter tits. It's me, Santa Claus. <laughs> Don't forget to warm your witch's tits. <laughs> Make sure you have a hot tongue, little Mikey, before you lick this witch's tit. It's quite the cryogenically frozen one. <laughs> this is a weird movie. <laughs> yeah, might watch it. Yeah. Um, it's definitely going to be better than Turtle Christmas. Yeah, that's, that's 100% true um, for, for next year. Oh, boy. Um, Brayton? Yes? Can you describe this video in in 2,000 words? Yeah, I, probably. Uh, not, not or less. Or more. <laughs> okay. uh, give or take. Okay. Gary, I want to um, give you like a basically like a revised history of what I think actually happened to bring this this video into the existence. Uh, mm-hmm. It all starts in 1989. Okay. And recently. Nine years after the forming of Green Jelly. Yes. So nine years after the forming of Green Jelly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and recently elected. Uh, commissioner of the National Football League, Paul Tagliabue. Okay. Uh, this is a re- that's really his name. Uh, mm-hmm. Though right now I'm having doubts about Paul. Uh, anyway, um, decides that he needs to freshen up the NFL's look and he needs to reach out to more kids uh, and what the kids are doing these days. Uh, and so he's thinking about what kids do. And he's like, kids are into music and revolutions. And recently, the Berlin Wall just fell, so Germany's hot. I'm going to get famous Krautrock band Kraftwerk to write a song about football. Now, of course, because the Berlin Wall just recently fell, the idea of American football hasn't really penetrated into Germany very well. So they only have like the idea of what football is based off of... like greeting cards and uh like pictures that somebody's mom drew um and that's all they have to go for to talk about what football actually is and then they sing the song touchdown and they make the video that looks like this to go along with it i think that's actually very very accurate sounding (laughs) one of my favorite things about this video is that this is a conception like a cargo cult appreciation of football with no understanding or trappings yeah of football in general. Like it's just the iconography of it uh, presented in a very stark yeah. way, like literally on a black background mm-hmm. uh, in a weird way, like lighting and stuff that makes it look like everything's a CG model as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's and very weird. Everything is way more epic than it should be, but also totally eighties. Yeah. It, it, it's so the video, so, so uh, the video in basic, like we'll, we'll talk about some details here is a, a football player, uh, with John Mouse, you know, the mouse, number 25, yeah. mouse on the back of his jersey, uh, kind of uh, flies into view. Yeah. Uh, and uh, rotates a lot while initially doing football things. Um, he kind of suits up, puts on the gloves, 
checks out his guns. Yeah. You know, it's a, uh, it's grabs a football. There's a big close up on his butt as he's doing the football, uh, bend over. Yeah, what is the thing called? Yeah. That would just be like, I don't know what that would be called exactly. Yeah. Like for when they're doing the, the hut hut hike. Yes. During when they're at the line of scrimmage, the, yes. Good, good use of the lingo. Yeah. Um, and it's showing him, and then it's cutting back and forth between him and Coach John Miles, yeah, who who is dressed up as a football coach. Is he is he wearing a wig as well? <laughs> no, no, that's John Miles's hair. Okay, so uh, John Miles' football sure. player doesn't seem to have the like almost mullety type thing. No, John Miles is. I don't think it's actually played by John Miles, okay. the football player. Just uh, I think, sure. yeah, because he's he's bald. Okay, um, and just kind of him kind of running with a football with these eighties effects for a good portion of the video. Yes. Through through a dark '80s space void, yeah. <laughs> uh, while uh, icy kind of cold synthesizers play, yeah, in the background, and he just says "Go for the touchdown," yeah, over and over, uh, yeah, the touchdown, <laughs> yeah, which is, is, and that's when he touched the the the, the witch's hippie, yeah, the um, the can I uh, tell you a little bit of John Mouse trivia? Yeah, please about this album. Um, and this isn't funny. Don't don't I don't want anyone to expect to, to think this will be an entertaining section of this, this episode. Well, please continue then. <laughs> just, just entertaining to me um, is that uh, so John Mouse, his last album, mm-hmm. uh, one of my all time favorite records. Uh, he has an album that came out in twenty twelve called uh, "We Must Become the Pitiless Censors of Ourselves," okay. and it is uh, one of my like hands down like top five album for me. And uh, he took this long break, you know. Uh, five years mm-hmm. between records and he did it because he thought for his next record he had to like hole up somewhere and build all of his own synthesizers and he spent all his time like building synthesizers mm-hmm. uh, and then did the album and it came out and then he realized like other people would have pointed this out but he's just like this sounds like all my other albums <laughs> like <laughs> this is more or less just sounds like synthesizers i had before that i bought yeah uh and it's true <laughs> Yeah. Like it just sounds like a John Mouse album, but he just built it. It's like if you had, if you like made an album, it's like, I'm just going to build my own guitar and drums Yeah, for this. And it's still a guitar and drums. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, I, I built these guitar and drums to sound like other guitars and drums I have. Yeah. He, does, he doesn't try to like, they, he likes, you know, a certain kind of synthesizer. He just, you know, it's just, I love artists admitting that kind of thing. Yeah. Just being like, yeah, I thought this was a, you know, I thought I had this idea of purity, but no, it was dumb. <laughs> You know, I just, I just, I don't know, I kind of fucked it up. I really, like, I I feel like that's one of those ideas that he kept in his head and, like, didn't tell anyone. But if he had talked to anyone, literally anyone, they would have been like, I don't know, John. Well, that's, that's the other thing about him is that he is by no means, like, a normal dude who you could just, like, talk to. Like, he's a real weirdo. Yeah. So, he's, uh, he's real intense. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, Well, let's, let's talk about touchdowns in general gary <laughs> gary i want to ask you what what are your favorite touchdown memories touchdown this is a good good example good excuse to go into our segment touchdown memories mm-hmm. um you got the touch you got the My when I was younger, um, you know, we'd play football in school sometimes. But every once in a while, like some guys, you know, I'd be in the back, like playing with some, some kids, and in the backyard, they'd be like, "Let's play, you know, two football with like two people on each team." Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I know little little football, and uh, I did that. And since I was uh, I was a big big kid, like I was six foot 
tall like really early on yeah uh, as a kid and i i've always been a, a hefty boy mm-hmm. uh and like wide frame too i wasn't you know so it's like i, I looked like i looked like i would enjoy football like i looked like a, a kind of a big football guy a little bit um a lot of kids would assume that i was way into football uh and one time i remember in chabonau illinois a brief period of time where i lived there i was very miserable mm-hmm. and uh two kids were like it was two brothers that i was hanging out with i was just desperate for any kind of socialization mm-hmm. and they're like we're gonna play football but you know you're you know you're you're a big dude, so it's just going to be the two of us versus you. Uh, so the thinking being that since I was on my own, uh, you know I could I could play football as a one man team. Yes. <laughs> but there's a lot of like throwing and catching that happens in football that's really hard to do if you're one person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I suppose I could like toss it up in the air and then catch it and yay. But what it meant was when they had the ball, mm-hmm. uh, they would just run around me and pass it back and forth because it was just one person. Yeah. I couldn't cover two people. And when I had the ball, it just meant me kind of pushing forward and these kids like running into me and trying to knock me down. Yeah, yeah. It was real miserable. And it was just made to like hurt me and hurt my feelings. <laughs> like that's a thing. It was really, really yeah. cruel. That, that's uh, one of those yeah. like kid games where uh, the rules are so skewed towards like for me to win. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like, I, I'm sure I've, I've told this story on other shows before. I can't remember if it's from up here. But um, when I lived in a uh, little kid, I lived in a trailer park. Um, the kid next door wanted, went on to box. Yeah. Uh, he's like, you know, what's box? And the, the box, he gave me two, uh, two popples. If you remember that toy, they're like little, that. little marmots that would turn yeah. inside out into balls and you could wear a popple on your fist. And it's like a real soft boxing glove. Yeah. And he's like, you know, we only have these two popples that I stole from my sister or whatever. Yeah. Um, I need something to, to use. And he used wet towels. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's just like really, you know, it was a bunch of people were real mean to me when I was a little kid. Yeah. So. God. But it's a real similar kind of thing. Like, and that, that that happened also because I was, you know, taller than than he was. Yeah, you know, and 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 being a being a big guy, so having that that growth spurt. Yeah, early on. So, so can you please the, um, hit me with these popples while I slap you with wet towels? Yeah, well, it will punch me with wet towels, mm-hmm. like wrapped wet towels around his hands, which just we gave them more weight and you know <laughs> yeah. impact. Uh, you know, it, it's shitty. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's that kind of thing. I guess those are my two big touchdown memories. What about your touchdown memories, Brayden? <laughs> um, I don't know if I necessarily have any touchdown memories in particular. I do remember, and I this is an embarrassing moment in uh, uh, Wakanda high school football history, because mm-hmm. I, I do I was in pep band, so we would play at the uh, the football games, and it was always a miserable experience um, because we were a terrible team. Um, mm-hmm. But I do specifically remember like just a terrible punt return like they the other team punted the ball there was someone just camped out under it and somehow they did like totally misjudged it by like 15 yards and then started running forward to try to go catch it and tripped and (laughs) slid and the ball just like bounced (laughs) over them it was like just it was so embarrassing for everyone (laughs) Like yeah, everyone watching was just like, can we just redo this? As, a, as opposed to a touchdown memory, that's a fumble you'd rather forget. Yeah, that was a fumble. I would, yeah, I would a fumble forgettable. Forget, you know. yeah. I, I do remember, uh, well, let's see, there was a field by my house. We used to play football occasionally. And my mom would always uh, yell at me to not play because she didn't want me to break my glasses. And uh, my vision was always bad enough that, like, there's no way I could play without my glasses. Um, mm. You know. And we would play with, like, there was like a group of us that were all about the same age. And then there were these other kids that were like five years older than us that would come by every once in a while. And like their thing was like, we always play touch football, not tackle, but their like thing was 
like if we just touch them hard enough, they'll drop the ball and we'll win. And yeah, uh, a, a punch, a, a tackle is a touch. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. I remember hearing them say that, and then going back to like the other team and just being like, "Get ready for this." And <laughs> yeah, and we still ended up doing pretty well because I think there was more. Like we had one more person, so mm. yeah. When you're a kid, you do all kinds of weird nonsense to make sports work. Yeah. Do you um, have you ever watched a football game from beginning to end? Yes, I, I have not. <laughs> I, I think I've watched about eighty percent of a football game. Okay, uh, and 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 it was fine. Like I, I'm not a big fan. You know, I'm not a big sports guy. Um, it was fine. You know, as a thing, like I, I didn't hate it, but it does. It's similar to all sports. Like it makes such a big difference if it's you're actually there. Mm-hmm. Not least of it, just because it's shorter. Yeah, you know. Like, uh, without commercials and with all those breaks and stuff. Sure. Like, you know, it, it, it went by pretty, it, as far as the sports go, like, I could, I could find it kind of watchable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't watched an entire episode, so I don't know what happens at the end. Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. One of I don't them know is declared a winner. On football. <laughs> the, um... They keep playing until one of them wins. There's no okay. ties in football. There's no ties in football. No. Because um, they go into overtime. Mm-hmm. Overtime mm-hmm. across the line. And overtime is um, super cheesy because it's whoever scores the first point wins. Yeah, it's sudden death match. Do they call it sudden death? No. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. But, I mean, they implemented something, uh, you know, probably like 20 years ago when they started referring to the 20 yards closest to the end zone as the red zone. I was hoping you were going to say the friend zone. No, yeah. There's the end zone, then the friend zone, and then the... The friend zone is the next 20 yards. And and then the the middle 20 yards is the uh, the Ben zone, because that's where they do those kickoffs, and they do the hut-hut hike. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then the the next 20 yards, I guess that would be the the friend zone again. Yeah. Yeah, and then it would be down to the red zone. Yeah. So, uh, and then after that, after the game... The calzone. The calzone. I mean, the, is what everyone eats in the locker room. Yeah, the locale calzone. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. And you, you would, you would hate to have your body go to shit before you destroy your brain. <laughs> before yeah, I mean, you give yourself gonna... concussion until you, until yeah. you, you know, end up in a in a home. Exactly. Because uh, you you are playing barbarian awful sport, mm-hmm. which destroys brains. Yeah. Proven. It just does. It just does. There's no uh, there's no get around it. Yeah, and then I mean, not only that, but you also have like the micro fractures that like. Oh yeah. People get like as if they've been in car accidents. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that uh, making our way back to the video a little bit. One of the things that I really love about this song and this video is that, uh, and this is going to sound this is uh, not a direct connection, mm. but um, so that that is an aspect of this the football I think about uh, when I think about football is just like man, people get hurt, yeah, permanently and really badly mm-hmm. all the time in this sport, and kids do it all the time permanently, really badly. Um, you know, and then I think about, uh, the reaction against Colin Kaepernick mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, and there is this, just kind of, there is like a real, like red state machismo mm-hmm. about football. Mm-hmm. It's not everyone who likes football, but there is that like, and one of the things I like about this video is it divorces football from any of that. <laughs> like this is, this is one of the, this is a very, uh, not macho and not manly presentation of this. Right. Despite the fact that there is like a buff dude you know yeah. being buff uh but it is not any of that kind of aggression or maleness yeah. that comes with the sport i mean I, I guess this isn't like a really good ex- exact analogy but it is it is kind of like the american 
Cinco de Mayo party version of football. <laughs> yeah. Where it's just like, well, we get kind of the costuming is right. And the idea, we know that Mexican culture has tacos. Uh, yeah. <laughs> somebody somebody told me. Yeah. Uh, somebody told me that you had some tacos. Oh, you um, right inviting myself over. <laughs> <laughs> now inviting myself over because I'm calling a cab. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is just that whole like you know that perspective you mentioned before, where it's like craft work, cargo culting, football, mm. just divorces it from a lot of the kind of gross iconography, right? Stuff, and I and I like that a lot about this. Um, I do want to say that I I, I enjoyed John Mouse's work in this video. Uh, his mm-hmm. his screaming coach face is very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy his his shadowed like it is very like. Um, like a Tom Landry or a, like a, you know, like a renowned coach sort of. Yeah. Like he has his hands on his hip and he's, you know, he's looking sideways. He's, he's playing the part. Yes. Like everybody in this is playing a part. Yeah. You know, it's like this, this is what he thinks. This is what an alien would think essentially yeah. of a football player. This is what an alien could conceive of a coach. Yeah. And, but that's the thing that's fun about the actual football player is that he's very bad at running. Uh, he's <laughs> also very bad at throwing the football. <laughs> he, does, he doesn't do a great job. <laughs> like, uh, he is the most alien because uh, he's like, I don't even know what running is. I don't know. I, and running's real elementary. Like yeah. you learn running pretty quick. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those early steps. Um, to me, the climax of this video mm-hmm. uh, and musically, the song is, is pretty one note for much of it. Yeah. Uh, until about a minute 30 in. Uh, and then when he gets the touchdown, yes, um, and he does this dance that I like a lot. This, <laughs> this, it is like, this it's a combination of like everybody's uh, uh, like end zone dances. Yeah, this end this very funny end zone dance in like a foggy neon like hellscape. Yeah. of just him floating in this neon void doing this very funny end zone dance right. to me, which I have been doing uh, in my house a lot. Uh, since I got into this video, um, you know, it just, uh, try and, you know, talk into roars or like in the, the morning while blow drying my hair or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've been doing this, 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 uh, end zone dance <laughs> just from, like from this video. Arm swing. He kind of does that thing where you're supposed to like make your whole body like a wave or a word. Yeah. But he, he does the, like, I'm not good at this move version of it. He, and it's, he, it's perfect. He, <laughs> he does, he does a lot of real awkward moves. Yeah. I don't know how you get somebody like this on purpose, you know, who, <laughs> who does these things. And it makes sense for me to do this dance at the end of the shower, because in a lot of ways, when you get to dry your hair, that's like the touchdown of the shower experience. Uh, tell me, tell me some more why you, why you think that. <laughs> I'm curious. Like, cause you've made it to the end of the shower. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've scored a, a clean body. Yeah. And then you're blow drying to celebrate. I see. I see. It's, it's your, it's your bad sportsmanship that shows like, Hey, I'm clean. Okay. Okay. I no. get it. I get it. I think, no. I think I understand. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't personally, uh, blow dry my hair. So I feel like I'm missing out on, on a part of this experience. Can I give you a life hack? Go right ahead. And I've said this before as well, but, uh, you know, you have a hair dryer, mm. um, and everyone assumes you're blow drying your head hair. Yeah. You can blow dry any of the hair on your body. Mm. It's awesome. Like after you've like wiped down with a towel mm-hmm. and it's like, even in, you know, even the summer, like right after the shower, I'm a little bit like not cold, but just like a little bit like, you know, you don't, you don't get completely dry Yeah. from a towel. You get mostly dry. Hair dryer is so good for that. Mm. Like giving yourself just like a, a once or twice over. Yeah. <laughs> 
with a hairdryer, <laughs> like tip to toe. It like feels amazing. It's very, very nice. Okay. Okay. Indeed. I will consider so, this in the future. In, and nobody's in there with you. Like you don't have to worry about anyone. No, I mean, <laughs> like judging people you, you know? in my bathroom all the time. So. Oh shit! I didn't realize you had a communal bathroom it's, at your place. Well, it's like, a weird a situation. Lot. Like it's yeah. uh, somebody just moved in, and then I into the bathroom. I'm too nice to tell them to not live there. <laughs> yeah. Someone's squatting there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, half the time. I mean, there's I, like I know it's, we're getting late here. He's going to come out and tell me to keep it down in a bit. So mm. <laughs> he goes to bed at seven fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> like no using the bathroom after seven fifteen. I mean, I still use it. He just wants me to be quiet. Yeah, you just have to attach a silencer. Yeah, I, but that, that, actually, you know what? That sounds like an elevator pitch to me. I, <laughs> if anything does, I think we, we. I mean, we've had the splashlight, and uh, yeah. there was a, there definitely should have been a silencer attachment to that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we did though, because I think the idea for the splashlight uh, was you wanted to. You know, you needed to see. You needed to know oh, about the urine. Right. Right. This is this is like a stealth urine <laughs> kind of kind of thing. So I'm I'm gonna I'm pitching to you. Mm-hmm. Gary and Bray- um, more or less using like condom technology, mm-hmm. right? So you, so you work yourself into a fine erection. <laughs> you place the, yeah, the the splashlight deluxe uh, on onto your unit, uh-huh. and then uh, in addition to shooting, uh, converting some of your uh, uh, urine, you know, the chemical that you take from the splashlight that converts every every fifth ounce of piss into a glowing. <laughs> Uh, tracer round <laughs> so you can be into the toilet in the dark um it also uh makes it uh like it gives it kind of a uh as it leaves your body when it's in the midair when it contacts with oxygen it kind of gelatinates mm. uh you know so it doesn't make noise because if you take um like a, a selson blue or whatever yeah that doesn't make tons of noise when you put that in the toilet <laughs> you know so you uses putting like, a- like anti-dandruff shampoo in your toilet <laughs> What am I thinking of? They do it like a toilet bowl cleaner, right? Yeah. What's what's the what's the big name for one of those? I don't I don't know. Uh, yeah, like tidy bowl. Yeah, a tidy bowl. I guess I, didn't, I, thought, that, I thought it was called Seltzer Blue because they're both blue. <laughs> Seems unfair. <laughs> I see. So you're making it like a thicker uh, substrate. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Substrate. That and again, every every fifth ounce glows, so you can see where you're going. Mm. But you can't hear where you're going, just in case you happen to have like a real bad roommate situation, like you do. Yeah, I really like the idea. I'm just worried about the lights also being a problem. So if we can get like a oh, dimmer yeah. switch on my testicles to like lower, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to yeah. just make it like a very small amount of glow, that would be. Yeah, good. yeah. I imagine, or you can do colored lights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, everything. It's been a while since we revisited. Like we didn't do very many expansions for the splash light. No, it's very early on. So like. <laughs> You know, we, we, we could yeah, have colored lights or we could have like infrared lights. Like you could put on a pair of glasses, like a, like a, you know, like a dark room. Yeah. You know, kind yeah. of thing like black light. Yeah. Now, you know? okay. We didn't do attachments for the splash light, but we did have something that did attachments, didn't we? Cause wasn't there something that was like, we're bored when we pee. So we have something that's like, does a spread shot. <laughs> yeah, I think there might have been a spread shot involved <laughs> or whatever that B is that you can collect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, it's been it's been a while since we re- revisited that. Yeah, I'm gonna take a look. Check the tapes. Mm-hmm. But Gary, since we're taking a little break, I want to ask you about Pokemon. Okay. And I want to know of these two Pokemon, which one is Cubist? Smurgle has a brush on his tail. This tournament he will surely fail. And Geodude, Minecraft, too, when observing a new descending a staircase, he'll come in last place. 
Is this a tournament ain't about the size How badass they are, how cute their eyes This time we're looking at their heart To see if they are fans of Cuban Star So we'll start at the beginning And then we'll up, we'll ramp Cause we need to see which Pokemons The real Marcel Duchamp Cuddle up with your arcane This song's over, it's Tournament time Pablo Tops Would you say it's Purloin or Bahiam. Okay. Now, Purloin, uh, and we, so we've seen this guy before. This is one of the very few uh, cat Pokemon. That's right. That's right. Um, dark type, mm-hmm. you know, uh, thief. Mm-hmm. Bahiam. Uh, and Bahiam is another one of these fucking bells. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It is. It's like, it is. A, like a robot bell, right? Like it's yeah, it, it, it looks very similar to the last goddamn <laughs> robot bell we had mm-hmm. from before. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow they're they're both from level or generation four, but they're not evolutions of each other. Yeah, it's very very strange. Um, but it's another it's another bell. Um, versus a cat. So I think the last time the cat won because of art thievery. Yes. Um. Yeah, I mean, isn't there something going on with Behem though? Isn't it like hyper intelligent or something? Yeah, I'm taking a look. Um, so Behem is a brown extraterrestrial Pokemon, long, long head that features depression on both sides. Um, it can manipulate the memories of its opponents or rewrite them. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, that's that's the only that's actually the only thing we learn about the Behem as well in this. Well, like, that's the only thing it wants us to know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we used to know more, but it rewrote its entry. Yeah. Uh, or did it, it? It controls the Bulbapedia now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can. We're all. He'll control the Bulbapedia now. Um, Purloin. Uh, so, under the ownership of Misha, Oshawott and Meowth both fell in love with Purloin. Whoa! Wow. Um, did you know Oshawott, your your boy, yeah. fell in love with Purloin? I mean, like I it's weird. Oh man, that's this. This, this sucks. Uh, it turns out, but Misha later revealed that Purloin was actually a boy who had been tricking them. It's a little like transphobia, yeah. Uh, Storyline in this in this Pokemon and, cartoon. And, well, I mean, Purloin is kind of like I feel Purloin falls into the, like the sexy Pokemon category a little bit. Yeah, to the point oh, where yeah. it makes me a little uncomfortable. Anyway, yeah, yeah. That that that's unfortunate. I think I feel like kind of dinging Purloin, Purloin for that storyline. Yeah. Like, maybe just disqualifying Purloin, mm-hmm. you know, even though, like, one of them is art. But, I mean, art has to do with – or one of them is, uh, you know, maybe Purloin could steal art. Yeah. Maybe Purloin is pretty intelligent that it can do those kind of scams, so it might appreciate it more. But yeah. I, you know, I don't like the flavor of that uh, for a kid's cartoon. And I this thing can control memories and, you know, erase or rewrite them. So I feel like even if, like, Purloin doesn't win this, we're going to get to the end that Behem's going to win just because Behem's <laughs> going to make it. Make it win. Yeah, you know? Behem has already told us that it won. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to fight it. I'm going to say Behem on okay. this one. Okay, very, very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, in Purloin's defense, I was going to bring up like potentially catfishing, which I feel. Oh sure. You know, maybe is, that was is a cubist. And it is. It does. He is a cat. So. That's true. So it's the one one reason. <laughs> you know, he, he can, he can, he can do that kind of kind of thing. Um, after the after this touchdown dance. Which I love. Mm-hmm. We get the thing that, that you pointed out, which it switches to the, the angry part of the song. Yeah. 
and it shows uh, John Mouse pointing at his hat, uh, screaming at the camera, saying to, to now he says forward drive, and I always thought it was uh, overdrive or power drive. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, the forward drive being an actual football term is a little bit yes. too boring <laughs> for your the, the lingo in this case. Yes, um, forward drive is still cool. You know, and I think this is a very funny. This is the joke of the song. Yeah, is is in you know forward drive across the line. You know, just mm-hmm. just a very angrily kind of push in for this touchdown. And then it's it's very specifically talking about like a two point conversion is like, <laughs> uh, and, which is a thing in football that like only became uh, again within the last like ten years became like a, a thing again. Like nobody was doing two point conversions for a long time. They were just out of out of fashion. They were out of fashion, and now they're back. Okay, two-point conversions are back, baby. Yeah, he's like, forget about the field goal. You want the two points. Yeah, yeah. go for the touchdown, but also go for the two-point conversion. Exactly. Go for the two-point. See, that might have been the original draft, but it doesn't fit the, the meter. <laughs> go, go for the two-point two conversion. conversion. Yeah. Conversion. Go, go for the two-point conversion. Yeah. <laughs> go for yeah. the combine. Now, <laughs> go for the teenage titty witch. Now, as far as I can tell, creating the touchdown or making the touchdown reality in this mm-hmm. turns our main character into a statue <laughs> in the storyline of the thing. Like he gets real, he does, he gives him a gridiron face yeah. kind of snarls. And then all the rest of the shots are him kind of paralyzed. Yeah. He's, he does like rotating a, on a dais. He does a lot of like Johnny Unitas poses, which is very funny to me. Cause again, it sticks with this, like not understanding, uh, yeah. like uh, modern football references. Cause we're bringing up like a person who, played in the 60s like <laughs> yeah it is uh you know and and coach john mouse is still very active yeah like he has he has not turned into he has not been paralyzed by the touchdown yeah. um he, you know he turns to the series of mcfarland football action figures mm-hmm. and then at the end does a little bit more of that dancing yeah, yeah. and uh john mouse throws his hands up in the air touchdown yes <laughs> did it we did it. we did it together we did it you went for the touchdown i told you to forward drive across the line and you forward drived across the line yeah yeah you're my boy i like to you know i like to think that they already at this point have have gotten the touchdown mm-hmm. they went for the two-point conversion with the forward drive and now they're going for a second touchdown perhaps an onside kick okay yeah i, I feel it takes a lot of a lot of touchdowns to win a, a football yeah i mean presumably right? you could do it with just one but you have to stop the other person, and that's just... You could do it... Could you do it with a two-point conversion? Well, you can't do a two-point conversion without getting a touchdown first. Brayden, explain football to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, <laughs> just real quick. Once you get a, you get a touchdown by getting into the end zone, and that gives you okay. six points. Now, you automatically get a chance for an extra point by kicking a field goal. But if you can fake out the other team and get a second touchdown in this period of time, if you will, crossing into the end zone again, you get two points instead of the one point you would get from your field goal. And that's what the two-point conversion that's is. That's the two-point conversion. And that's not cheating. That is not cheating. Okay. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, I also thought the touchdown was worth seven points. Uh, and you yeah. got eight points for the uh, the kick. No, it was uh, six points. And then if okay. you're playing like Tecmo, you just get the free point because – kicking just like a <laughs> it was beyond the NES's capability. No, it was just like you it was really hard to miss. <laughs> so oh, they just yeah. gave you the free point. They give you the option to either take the free point or do a play to try to go for mm. two. 
Yeah. But nobody was doing it because it was not in style. Yeah, it just it wasn't in style. It take, why risk it? Yeah. We're just sitting on your biscuit. <laughs> uh. <laughs> this is, I mean, like, it's almost a four-minute long video, but it does feel a lot shorter than that. Yeah, because not, not a whole lot happens in it. Which I, when, when I suggested doing this, and you were like, you know, hey, you know, there's not a whole lot that goes on, but I'm down for it. I appreciate you going, coming along yeah. with it. Um, and I knew there wasn't a whole lot with it going on with it. I just wanted, it, selfishly, I wanted to to get more people to listen to the song. Yeah. And I do think that there's something admirable and funny about this. Yeah. Um, one of the things when this guy does live, he plays with a band now. Yeah. Previous to that, though, he just kind of sang over recordings. Mm-hmm of his music and jumped around like a real idiot. <laughs> like just like screamed and jumped around and banged his chest with his microphone uh-huh. and, uh, and just kind of yelled and, and moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, that was him. Now it's more like a traditional band, but yeah, I mean, I mean I'm looking at the, it's a real show. I'm looking at a picture of like a, a thumbnail from John mouse live in Berlin right now. And mm-hmm. he, he looks like there's a guy in the background playing a keyboard. It appears to be, there's a, yes. the numbers are over, where his hands are, so it's hard to say. But that guy looks like he's confused as to what John Mouse is doing, and John Mouse is appears to be very disheveled and screaming into a microphone with his hand yeah. in his hair. That that that's actually pretty accurate. So he still does that. He's just not now. He plays with the band. Okay. Uh, and he gets so sweaty. Yeah. Uh, I, he came up at the end of a show once, and he was talking to people, and I went up to him and said, "Like, hey, good show," and he gave me a hug, and I was soaked. Yeah. It was actually pretty gross, <laughs> um, but I never washed that shirt, oh. and now and now I have this shirt with his face on ah. it, <laughs> and uh, I can just uh, take it over to, to John Hammond Labs and make, <laughs> and make a, a, a John Mosasaurus Rex. Yeah, can you can yeah. you combine this with frog DNA, please? <laughs> yeah, frog eyes DNA to make an indie, indie, indie. Uh, nice. Uh, anywho. Yeah. Thanks for indulging me. You're very welcome. I, I mean, I enjoyed this video and I enjoyed the song a lot. And uh, I mean, I, I, it's enough that I might listen to some other John Mouse in the future, but I have not done it yet. I, I will say that all of the stuff that he does is tends to be a little bit, uh, not all of the stuff. I'd say about half of it is a little bit more songy than this, mm, mm-hmm. you know, a little less uh, thing. Um, he has a song that I, I wish there was a video for that I feel like you would appreciate uh, called Sex with Cars. Okay. Uh, that is uh, is about that, and let me. Uh, let's, oh, I'm do a, just, it, he's not even hiding it. No, it, it's very. Uh, Go for the car sex. <laughs> yeah, get the car, car sex. Get, get, uh, which is, the song is actually called "Don't Be a Body." Okay, uh, but it, it's a uh, "Go for the car facts." <laughs> get your car facts. Yeah. Um, let me yeah. pull up the, the lyrics to this real quick and do a quick reading here. Oh, good. Of how that goes. Dramatic reading. Uh, sex with car. Sex on top of car, sex inside of car, sex with movie star, sex with Ringo star. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the, um, yep. Um, okay. It's very interesting. Is that like he's having sex with the car, mm-hmm. but then on top and of in and inside car. of. So I wonder like yep. what the difference is. Like, is it <laughs> Autobots roll out? Yeah. I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> yeah. I want to know. Um, do you got some more Pokemons for me? I do. Um, let's take a look. 
If Smirgle has a brush on his tail, this tournament he will surely fail. And Geodude, Mind Cop, but two, when observing a new descending a staircase, he'll come in last place. Because this tournament ain't about the size, how badass they are, how cute their eyes. This time we're looking at their heart to see if they are fans of Cuban Star. So we'll start at the beginning and then we'll up, we'll ramp. Because we need to see which Pokemon's the real Marcel Duchamp. Cuddle up with your arcane This song's over. It's tournament time. Pablo Tops. So here we go, Gary. This is the end of this round here. Uh, and we're going to move in one layer. We're almost at the end. We're so close. Okay. We're so close. Love it. So I need you to tell me which Pokemon is Cubist, Beedrill, or Torkoal. Oh, yeah, I'm getting to, I love, uh, my favorite things that can happen is when I start remembering yeah. the, uh, the Pokemon. Because obviously Beedrill, right? Torkoal, Classic. Torkoal. But let me, <laughs> let me in. in. Uh, only if you go for the touch on my son. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Torkoal is the turtle that uh, has, and I think that Torkoal barely sweeps by because he was going up against a, another hot Pokemon. It was a Nidoran. Who... Oh, he went up against a Nidoran because okay, this is he. At one point, he went up against a hot Pokemon, and the reason why he won is because he is more about smoke. The other Pokemon would burn in the art. Yeah, it was a. But he came into contact with a Torchic. And I, yes, and I think that Beedrill went forward because <laughs> hexagons are sort of like cubes. Yeah, and, and um, defeated so, Hoopa Unbound. Yes, <laughs> Hoopa Stank Unbound, who is a circle Pokemon, who is a, against the very notion like of a cubes. S- circle Jin. Yeah, that Hoopa Unbound is a real problem. Yeah. Um, now, this this is a tricky one, like a fire turtle or a bee. Um, I tend to ascribe a little bit more intelligence to, to non-insects, mm. right? So an animal may be a little bit smarter than a, than a bug. Yeah. You know, bigger, but that's not the tournament. Yeah, but it's a turtle. Um, it is a turtle, turtle which is a little slow on the uptake. for being super smart. That's true. Um, that I'm aware and he of. is, you know, he is very, uh, you know, he is very hot, which is going to burn up art. Yeah. On the other hand, you know, uh, a Beedrill, uh, it's a worker. Hmm. It's a drone. You know, how can, how can the laboring bee make time for self-culture? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so that, that's, that's, that's real tricky. Um, and it's particularly difficult because the Torkoal comes with its own house, but bees are all about building houses. You yeah, know, and those so are... the Torkoal could have a painting hanging up inside its shell, yeah. give it a nasty infection. Mm-hmm. The bee could create a wall. Yeah. I think actually that's what I'm going to give it to. I'm going to give it to Beedrill. Wow. Because Torkoal can never, Torkoal wears its house. Even if it can appreciate art, it can never have it within the home. That's true. Because it would kill it. <laughs> so the, you, just, um, you can't have art in your home because it will kill you. Yeah, because your home is your skin. Yeah. You are God's mistake. <laughs> Goodbye, your office tournament. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. <laughs> Very well, well done, Gary. Um, yeah. Gary, we've learned a lot today, right? Oh, yeah. What have we learned? Uh, we've learned. I learned a lot about football. <laughs> <laughs> like, more than I care to admit. Okay. Uh, good. Um, but I, I want everyone to know that even though we've learned a lot, you ain't seen nothing yet. Because Gary Butterfield 
like every single episode of Teenage Dirtbags is going to end us with an onion poem. Right, Gary? I, I, I damn straight am. Yes. Alright, ready? Yes. <clears throat> this does have a title, but the title comes at the end. I don't want to spoil it. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Baby Carrot rolling solo. Maybe it's time you form a duo in a stew. I gotta get paired with you. We aromatic, automatic. Make your face a Jackson Pollock. Please dunk in the pot a flavor sack. We will make a hearty snack. Ooh. Slow cooking. Even though they know it's not done, they can't help but look in and see us bubbling. And it ain't troubling me. I ain't crying. I'm just a leak. Peel me back one by one. Each skin is like my son. Spilled into the broth, soft and caramelized. Girl, are you a potato? Because I love your eyes. Are you thick? Because you're chewing on Xantham. This onion's representing the international layers anthem. <laughs> very good. Very good. I love it. Thank you. Uh, Gary, if people like this show, what should they do? Ah, they should go and leave us a rating and review mm-hmm. on iTunes. And it's been a little while, but that's because we've been gone. Yeah. We understand. Yeah. But now that we're back, we, are. we need you to come back. Come with us. Yeah. Rise with us. Um, <laughs> the, uh, you can also support us on Patreon if you go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. And even a little bit of money really helps. Yeah. A dollar. Yeah. 50 cents. I don't, can you even do 50 cents? I don't think you can. No, a dollar. Yeah. A dollar is, is the minimum the, and a dollar You and a friend make us do 50 cents each, but one account. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you, guys, you can split a Patreon account with a friend. Yeah, the uh, yeah get, you can get on the friends and family plan. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, and until next time in 2016, we vow to have a better sign off. <laughs>